on, everybody? My name is Nathan Seiler. You are listening to Iron Sharpens Iron. I'm one of your hosts, and I'm joined right alongside your other host, Dominic Appleton. So excited to be here today, especially because we have the pleasure of talking to Grace Ollers. Grace, please introduce yourself. Hello, I am Grace. I am originally from Iowa and moved to Madison this summer to work at the same company as Nathan. So that that's how I know these gentlemen. Um, I'm excited to be here, excited to talk about femininity. Yeah. <laughs> Grace, it is so good to have you on the show. Um, you mentioned that you were from Iowa and actually you went to University of Iowa where Kobe is a missionary, where Carly is a missionary. So that was beautiful. Tell us about like the best experience maybe that you had at Iowa or maybe your favorite part about Iowa in general. That's a good question. Um, yeah, I don't know that I could pinpoint like exactly one thing, right? I met so many beautiful people there, had so many lovely adventures. Um, there's one night, um, just like Luke is just about to be a missionary, Liz is just about to be a missionary at Iowa, so, and then Aurelia and uh, Drew were still at Iowa. And we, it was the summer and we went to this lake. It's a lake in Iowa. It's not a lake in other places. <laughs> <laughs> we like climbed on these cliffs and we, we were swimming and jumping off of these like very, very short cliffs. Um, and it was just such a beautiful time of friendship, of getting to know people. Um, and like the sun is setting. And one of the women was like, probably we should sing the Salve. So we sang Sawyer Regina as the sunset, hiked back to our cars, had a dance party in the parking lot. Um, yeah, just a lovely time of like joy and fellowship um, that I think was really common at the University of Iowa. But that's like one particular night that stands out. What? That sounds like a scene out of a movie, Grace. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> wow. Listen, I don't know about you, Don, but I really want to dive off of a cliff right now. You know what I mean? Just to like, you know, build camaraderie. Holy cannoli. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> it's, it's so beautiful, too, because, yes, you mentioned that we work at the same company. We actually go to the same church now as well, Grace. So same Maria Goretti. Um, so it was just absolutely beautiful to kind of share life um, through, through these routes with you. Um, what has been like, I don't know, maybe your favorite part about moving to Madison, too? That. Another great question. Wow. Um, one of my favorite parts about moving to Madison, I think, was the young adult community at St. Mary uh, Ready. I remember I was getting ready to leave college and everyone was like, get ready. The church is dying. You're going to go into a parish where there are no young people. <laughs> and then I got to SMG and there were so many young people at mass at 6.30 a.m. <laughs> I was like, I feel like someone died to me. But in a good way, <laughs> much better than I expected. Yes, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, yeah, the church is, uh, yeah, it's growing. And it's so nice to be a part of that growing population. And from what I hear from Nate, Madison is popping. So, yeah, I'm sure, Nate, you can probably give a little bit more of a testament to that. It's beautiful. I've told you about the story about the whole, you know, if your church is crying, you're dying story that uh, I think it was Father Scott that mentioned that. But it's so it's so remarkable because we even have a little group after our 630 mass um, where we call ourselves like 0630 because I don't know, that's just like our band name that we gave ourselves. So um, I don't know. It's just kind of it's just kind of cool to like share in that. Like, I don't know 
I don't know a lot of like um, young people who are willing to get up at like 630 to go to mass, but it's so beautiful. There's so many like right here in Madison. So, I mean, for all the people who um, maybe don't know, or maybe you're at parishes where there aren't a lot of young people know that there are out there, you know what I mean? And it's really exciting to, um, to be able to share faith with, you know, some younger people and some younger folks. Now, also, Grace, you're in Missouri right now. So are you, you said you're down there for, for work or for like? Yeah, for a work trip. Right. Is it a go live or? It is a go live. Yes. I don't know if we've talked about go lives on the podcast yet. Can you like describe it super briefly? Yeah. So it's where a hospital is going live on Epic healthcare IT system. They were dead and now they're alive. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Sounds really technical. It's probably super stressful, I would assume. Yeah. Maybe not. You mean working 12 hour days, Grace? I've not. No. The lab on the floor has eight hour shifts. So I work 5 a.m. to 1 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, Just helping end users. Yeah, so I get the afternoon off to do what i'd like nice i will also start helping some go lives tomorrow so super pumped but i get to stay in madison so rock and roll um but anywho we're gonna miss you at 6 30 mass but we're also gonna get rocking and rolling with this podcast once again thank you for listening uh thank you for pressing play you're listening to iron sharpens iron we like to share stories we like to share life um we like to share faith in an effort to lead hearts closer to jesus christ once again thank you thank you thank you uh for just pressing play and for wanting to spend this time with us we were just so blessed and so honored and so humbled um that you've chose to listen to us so just know that um in your hearts that uh, we're so grateful um to know you and to just share life with you um Yes. So (laughs) also we have to say this before every podcast. Um, We are not trained spiritual directors. We are not priests, monks. um, We're not the Pope. Uh, You know, I, I don't think we're like, you know, um, religious brothers, sisters, anything like that. We don't have any PhDs, no like formal training. This is just our personal experiences. Um, And we do realize that the most powerful way to share the faith is through testimony, through personal testimony, but also realize that what we say today, uh, you know, it might not be your story and that's okay. But if there is something that touches your heart, um, we just ask that you take it to prayer. Um, And if it doesn't touch your heart, that's, that's okay too. We're just sharing the ways that, um, the ways that Jesus has revealed himself to us, uh, which has been beautiful. But um, yeah, we just want to share that. Um, So a couple other quick things. Subscribe if you want to subscribe, which would be awesome. Um, rate if you want to rate us. Um, hopefully good if you want to rate us something low. That's okay, too. Just be honest. Um, I, I, Don won't cry. I will probably cry, though. So um, just, just be aware of that. Um, we have a social media. We pray a rosary at 5.45 a.m. every Wednesday morning. That's beautiful. Um, so it's Iron Sharpens Iron Ave. If you have any feedback, please share it with us there. If you want to join the show. Um yeah, or any stories that you just want to share with us about listening or whatever, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, Yeah, I think that's it. So, Grace, would you like to kick us off this week with a glory story? That's my favorite part. Yeah, I would love to. I was thinking about this earlier, and um, there were a couple of ideas that came to mind, but I think this is a more serious glory story, so I thought it might be better. Um... (laughs) Yeah, just over the past couple of weeks, I've been reading 
through like a schedule of scripture. It's supposed to be a like Bible in a year schedule, but I am reading it in like two or three years. <laughs> um, but been doing lots of like Old Testament, the Pentateuch, um, and it's been really beautiful to see like over and over again the Lord promises a covenant with the people of Israel. And over and over again, the people of Israel are like, cool, no thanks. <laughs> and then they get in trouble because they were like, we don't actually care about you, God. But God is who he is. And so he continues to remake the covenant with them. And he like expands it even. First, it's just Adam and Eve. And then it's a family. And then it's a whole nation. Um, Yeah, so just like seeing that story in the Old Testament and like, trusting that God is who he says he is and so he will be faithful to his promises to me as well has just been really beautiful wow I love that yeah that's awesome first off reading scripture who knew right it's amazing and um if yeah Bible in the year is a great way to get um kind of dive into that but then like you I, I going back after that and having that groundwork and then kind of diving in I'm like just actually like on your own reading is so powerful just to kind of learn more and more and more about scripture. It's just God's love letter to you. So it's so beautiful. I think a lot of the readings at mass today were about mercy. Um, and, and the Psalms were, and uh, a lot of the, uh, the um, kind of the hymns that we were praying were a lot about mercy as well, at least at St. Paul's. I think it's just so beautiful that you talked about that, that God is just continuously faithful and he's just continuously so merciful and in my prayer lately, it's been a lot about like, Lord, like, um, I, I'm not asking because I think you owe me anything. You know, <laughs> I'm asking out of just your love and your mercy. You know, I come before you in some ways as a beggar, but I also come before you as a son, you know, knowing that you love me and that you're giving me everything I need. And so it's just beautiful to know that he's there. He's just so merciful. And he's so forgiving and so loving, um, just like he was to the Israelites. So that's just so nice to see because um, they proclaim that all the time throughout the songs and everything. So beautiful. I, I love that grace. Um, I'll keep on really, really quick. Uh, it's um, it's just, yeah, I, I think as we're talking about um, just um, authentic femininity, uh, just, just giving testament to the way that some of the, um, the important women in my life have kind of played a role. Um, just like my mom constantly praying for me. Um, she prays so much for me. And my, um, and my aunt, she prayed another novena with me, like I said before. Um, the first one I, I was for the MCAT and that went really well. And then this one, she prayed in Ovina with me. She, she made it herself and, um, we ended it on a Saturday. Um, and so the, like, the Zovina was great. We prayed it on a Saturday that didn't hear anything. And then just a week later goes by the next Saturday. I, I hear back from my, you get in, it was on her birthday that I heard back. And a week later after that, um, I, uh, I, I get this, like, um, half of the tuition's paid for somehow and get prefer preferred preference. And I'm not good enough to get that on my own. You know, it's it's just Jesus working through the um the the genuine um uh ask and gift of, of someone's prayers for me. And it's just, just it shows the power, like Nada said before, of intercessory prayer, you know, and it's just so, so, so fruitful and so powerful. Um and it, it, yeah, it's just uh wow, all the all the moms out there who are praying for their kids. I, Mrs. Siler, I know you're listening. I know you're praying. Nate wouldn't turn out half as good if it wasn't for you. So, and I mean, I mean you were awesome, Nate, regardless. Hey, I'm but, still a knucklehead, but I wouldn't be right, here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but praise God. And so I'm so thankful for all, for my mom, especially my, my God mom has been praying so much for me. So definitely a glory story. 
Oh, man, dude. Praise God. First of all, congratulations, my man. It seems like every week we come on and you have another huge life of it and another huge life. <laughs> of it. So, oh, dude, that's so glorious. Um, yeah, man, dude, like I just hope that inspires people. Um, I really do. Um, because well, and number, number one, first of all, like, even though like you, you say you aren't worthy, like you, dude, you are like the, like one of the smartest people I know. So just, just, and you can be humble in that too. You know what I mean? Like admitting like to yourself that like, man, like, you know, pr praise God that he's gifted me in this way. Like, dude, you, oh my gosh, dude, like, I cannot wait to see what your future holds because it's going to be so bright and so glorious. Just be like, not just the career path you've chosen, but just the way that you touch lives and you touch hearts now right um you do you do a beautiful job and um you know the ways that it's it's funny to see how god is continually opening little doors you know in your life to your future and i just oh my gosh and just in, in, in even in like your engagement right now with sarah right like i'm sure he's just continually opening up little doors of like how he wants you to grow in holiness how he wants you to grow in in love and uh, dude just praise god prayer so glorious scripture so glorious i don't even know how i'm gonna back those two up i'll be honest with you um i guess the only way i can is by talking about retreat um because i literally just came back this morning from a four-day silent retreat um, at a jesuit retreat house in oshkosh wisconsin so um absolutely beautiful grounds and really um the first part of this glory story is just Ignatian spirituality. I don't know if anyone has ever heard of this before, but like the spiritual exercises um, are, were completely brand new to me. I had never prayed with them before. I never learned about them completely brand new. So if you've never heard of like the spiritual exercises, just stop this podcast, look them up, preferably not while you're driving, but regardless, like do some research, pray with these. They're beautiful. Um, it's like certain steps that you can kind of pray with and graces to pray for. It's beautiful. Um, but the, the, the most glorious thing I think that happened throughout the weekend was I, I usually whenever I go to pray my rosary, um, most of the time I, I got to get it in super quick. Maybe it's like a 20 minute drive or something. Like I'm just trying to, you know, get my, get my daily rosary in. Right. Okay. But on the silent retreat, I had a lot of time. All right. A lot of time to think, a lot of time to pray. And I had an hour like before mass started. And I was like, you know what? Sorrowful mysteries. I love the sorrowful mysteries. Anyway, I'm just going to dive in and I'm just going to have an hour to just really dig in deep right into these, um, into these mysteries. Okay. So I get through, you know, the, <laughs> the apostles creed, the first few prayers, and I get to the first mystery and Danny Nolan, who came on the show a couple weeks ago, um, I had an opportunity to pray with her and she, and Mike kind of taught me to pray in this way of just like, ask, Ask Jesus to show his heart for the person that you're praying with or the person you're praying for. So like, um, like Jesus, like show me your heart for Dom or Jesus, show me your heart for grace. And it's a beautiful way to pray. Um, and sometimes, you know, some images can come to mind. Um, but regardless, I was, I was just kind of in that, in that state, whenever I hit the first mystery, um, I just said, Jesus, like, show me, show me your heart. Like, show me your heart in this moment, like in the agony in the garden. What's going in? What's going on in your mind? What's going on in your heart? As you're just in complete and sheer agony, blood just dripping down your face, right? And the only thing, and I, I again, I, I don't like consider this gospel or anything like that, but like I could just like see it, like in his face, the the sheer anguish, but also like in his heart, realizing that what he was about to do. And think about it, like 
all of his friends were about to betray him. Like all of his best friends that he had on this on this earth were about to leave him. Even his like best friend, Peter, was about to deny that he even knew him, right? That's that's hard. Okay. He was about to be betrayed, literally sold by one of his other best friends. Okay. Also, like the executioners, right? That that he doesn't technically know, but regardless, like this is the heart of God we're talking about. If God forgets about us, if God doesn't think about us, if God doesn't love us, we cease to exist. Right? So in the agony in the garden, I think, and, and again, maybe I'm totally off here, but it, it, it kind of became very apparent to me that he realized that while all of these people were very, very much hurting him, he was also keeping them in existence. He was also loving them into existence, even while the executioners were driving a stake through his palms, he was keeping them in existence. While Peter was denying that he even knew who Christ was, cursing that he didn't know who Christ was, that he was at that moment keeping Peter in existence. I, it kind of boggled my mind. I'm still kind of processing through it, but um, it was just one of those very like glimpses that I, I've, you, you kind of pray for like, what, what is love? Right. And I think that is the epitome of just like, I want to, I want to give and I don't care like how much, how bad it hurts. I just want to love. I want to give. I want to serve. And I mean, obviously, Jesus is our model. We'll never be able to like fully, truly love like him. But I think it's a very like brief glimpse into like who this Jesus is that we, we are called to follow and called to imitate. So, I, yeah, just the entire weekend was a, a glory story in and of itself. So that was just a brief kind of glimpse into it. So, yeah. Wow, you guys. I think that was the best round of glory stories I've ever heard. That was awesome. I don't want to make any comparisons, but guys, we should just log off right now. That was okay. But seriously, <laughs> wow. Um, you got to get to femininity now. Okay? We that's, right, femininity, that's the whole point. Okay, that's, we just need, need to get to that. Um, uh, I, I want to dive in and go into repair, but but first, Grace, do you have, do you have anything, to, um, uh, any recap on that, um, before I, I dive in or, or anything? Yeah, I mean, what really struck me was, like, Jesus is suffering because of the people right there, and he is loving them into existence still. And I just, like, when you talked about Peter, I just imagined, like, when when Peter denies him for the last time and Christ looks at him. Mm. And I think like Peter knows, right? That it's like, I'm only alive because Jesus is loving me right now. And he's looking at me like that. And <laughs> yeah, that was beautiful. It is, it is, it is so beautiful. It is, it is absolutely so beautiful. I think um, even when we look at, um, even when we look at Judas, it's uh um jesus continues to love you um he does not stop loving you and uh and judas was a storm aware of that love he had to take matters into his own hands you know um the only person that's going to really hate you out of existence is you you know <laughs> and so and so the enemy is no part of that it's, it's you making that decision that's your unlovable jesus is continuing to love you even in the midst of that feeling even in the midst of that hardship you know and um and and so I, I think that, that 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 shows so much dignity into who we are. I'm, I was kind of like, my God, why don't you just like 
snap your fingers and bloop the, the, the devil out of existence. Well, even the devil was a fallen angel. He was created good. And God does not destroy. You know, he does not degrade. He does not put down. He created something good. Pull out of existence would say that God made a mistake. And that doesn't happen. <laughs> you know, he, he, he respects the things that he's created. And that's just so beautiful. And, and, and to carry yourself as the creation of the Lord um, uh, says something about who we are. I think that's really powerful. Um, but um, and Nate, if, if you don't have anything else, should we just dive in in prayer and get started with all feminism? Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Dude, let's do this. Okay. Um, let's pray. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Hi, Jesus. Um, thank you for this day. Please come and send the Holy Spirit into our hearts. Um, in a special way, Mary be with us today. Uh, in Mary's uh, uh, message to us yesterday, she said, uh, she said that she is always with us. So Mary, Mother Mary, you are always with us. Help us to persevere. Uh, when times get hard, when things get tough, uh, show us a mother's tenderness and a mother's love. Uh, be with us. Hold us closely to you and bring us close to your son. Show us that even when we feel so unlovable, uh, when we feel like we have failed in so many different ways, that your son suffered and died for us. Bring us to the heart of Jesus. Jesus, hold us closely and just shower us with your love. And teach us how to, how to honor and respect women, honor and respect their femininity, and to love them. As you loved your own mama, um, and as you love Mary Magdalene um, with such grace and such sincerity, um, and and give us the tender hearts that we may be the bride that you want us to be, um, and that you need us to be, so that we can uh, celebrate with you in heaven, to receive your love, to be romanced by you, and to allow you just to hold us closely, especially in this Lenten season. And allow you to bear the load of our difficulties, of our mortifications, of our sacrifices. Allow you to, take, to get us to where we need to go so that we may just enjoy rest and peace in your arms, Jesus. Mary, come, Mother, come. Please be with us. And St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, um, guys, so Grace did an absolutely mind-blowing prayer before this um so this is i just have i'm so excited but this is gonna be awesome okay first question hopefully it's gonna be a home run um because you've heard this one before uh tell us about your faith and why you love jesus yeah um the first thing i love jesus because of who he is um yeah he just he is so good and so steadfast and gentle and patient and kind and selfless and like Nathan said earlier he is loving us into existence and yeah I like grew up Catholic but not really practicing and so I didn't I didn't really know who Jesus was I just knew that he was um and in college I got invented into Bible study was taught how to pray like what you do you know scripture um, and then encountered Christ in the Eucharist and that's really where I with him and with the church kind of all at once um, which was a great gift yeah to just yeah get to know our lord um in a very intimate way through prayer and through the sacraments yeah and just as he revealed little parts of his heart to me it's like how can you not love him um 
yeah, so that's why I love Jesus. Oh, man, I love that. How could you not love him? That's so, I mean, it's so true, though. I mean, it's it's funny. I was actually just talking to my mom um, earlier today. Hi, mom. Um, but it was so beautiful because we were realizing and we were just kind of reflecting on this um, this reality of, like, the difference between doing something because you're supposed to and the difference between doing something because you love to or that you're in love with that person right it's a whole lot different, you know going into pray because you feel like you have to or because you want to and you want to spend that time with him because you know who it is um, that you're spending time with the very person who created you and crafted you into being oh my goodness it's it, it's it's remarkable i actually dom i just shared um a reflection with you and pete the other day about falling in love right Holy crap! I need to read that. I have. I, 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 oh. I, I looked at it. I, I think it's in cursive, and I was like, I don't know how to read this. I, but okay, I'm gonna really try to. <laughs> you might have to translate the whole, it to print. The whole like point of it was like, once you fall in love, that kind of dictates how you spend your time, what you do in the evenings, what you think about, what seizes your imagination. So it, basically, the whole the whole point of it was like, fall in love and stay in love, right? Because that is what's going to dictate everything else, right? So, like, I would I would just encourage anyone listening to this. Like, the I think the whole goal of the spiritual life is to literally fall in love with the person who has fallen in love with you. Like, and I I could be again I could be way off there, but I I think there is there is a level of that there. Um, and I, I don't know. I just loved what you said there about because of who he is. Um, there is no mind that can ever even comprehend the depths of the beauty and the eternity of who Jesus is, right? Of the things that he has done, right? I think it's even in the gospels, like there, no matter how many books, like the world wouldn't even have enough space to fill the books of like the works of Jesus. And that's just while he was on earth, right? I mean, there is, I mean, we can literally comprehend God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit for the rest of our lives and still never, ever, you know, even come close to being able, being able to grasp even a fraction of like the, the immensity and just the, the, just the crazy, just, oh my gosh, mind boggling love that they have for us. So beautiful stuff. Um, I'm going to hop into the first question here because I know crazy, we got, we're kind of crushed on time. So, um, Beautiful stuff. So we're kind of, we've prefaced this a little bit already. We're going to be talking about femininity today. I know this is super important to you um, and super, super important to just a lot of our listeners as well. Um, but maybe maybe some people are, are a little unfamiliar with what authentic femininity is. So um, I guess, can you describe or like, can you tell us what it means to be authentically feminine? Yeah, I can certainly try. <laughs> I think to start maybe with the first word authentic um, to be like true or honest um, I think it's important to point out that like humanity is meant for eternity with God um, and so like virtue and holiness are the most human um, and, and sin um 
is born from like lies and brokenness. And so when we talk about authentic femininity, it's like rooted in goodness and holiness and virtue and the life of Christ. Um, so I think that that's just like important to get out there um, right off the bat. Like the most authentically feminine women are women who are saints. Um, so there's that. And then femininity in particular, right? There is like a complementarity between women and men. I think last episode, um, I think it was Nick, he explained like that complementarity very well. Um, so just listen to that again. <laughs> but in, in um, some of the church documents, um, JP2 talks about how like women as complementary to men, um, it describes women as helper. And in this way, she is like a mutual helper, not like less than, not more than, but mutual. Um, but this help is not merely about acting but also about being so like woman in who she is mm. is helper um more than even what she does um and jp2 describes this he says in his letter to women so women if you're listening probably just go read that um <laughs> but he says thank you every woman for the simple fact of being a woman through the insight which is so much a part of your womanhood you enrich the world's understanding and help to make human relations more honest and authentic. So there's like kind of a mystery to women that like brings something to the world. Um, and we do this in many ways. Um, but I think in particular, um, just like men are called to be sons and husbands and fathers, women are called to be daughters and wives and mothers, regardless of what that looks like in your state in life. Um, you are a daughter of God. You eventually in heaven, God willing, will be the spouse of Christ. And you are you can be a mother of souls now. And so I think that um, authentic femininity is like living into those identities um, in a way that is virtuous and holy. Wow. I love that answer. Wow, wow, wow. That's beautiful. Um, I love how the identities of mother or wife and a daughter of course but but don't just belong to uh to, to, to those um kind of the vocation of married life um just just every woman is called into that in, in, in a way and i think that's just so beautiful and so very true because of these innate gifts and innate callings and, and vocations that all women are given i think that's beautiful and i love what you said about, uh, just about being a helper and who you are um uh, just uh, when, I, when I think about that, I just think about Sarah and oh my goodness, she is, uh, I love her so much. She is transforming me every day. My, um, my fiance, Sarah, Grace, I'm, well, you listen to the podcast, so you know who this is by now. Um, but, uh, but, but she, I, we, we sat in the car today for, I think probably eight hours, um, just looking at apartments in Indianapolis and, and, and it, it's a long time, but just being with her in the car for eight hours was transforming me like every minute was changing me and, and 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 helping my heart grow and and that's one of the reasons i know like this woman is is the person I, i'm so excited to spend the rest of my life with because she she's constantly drawing me closer to the lord and she helps me in so many ways to love my family better um to be more tender loving to my mom and my sisters especially 
and also to receive Jesus's love better. And 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 it's just just in who she is. It's nothing that she does. It's just in who she is, and just and my efforts to learn how to love her. And it's just so beautiful, such an awesome thing. I think, yeah, I, I want to go on the next question. The only thing that I'll add is uh, what you said in the first response about just like the tiny little instances when Jesus showed you his heart, which is just so cool. I just love that so much. I uh, I think that like, so like in my experience, I would talk to people who with their relationship with God. And at times I can even see some jealousy. Like if they hear that somebody else got this big miracle, like they've been waiting for a miracle for a long time. Or if they like they hear about somebody else that has this big thing that happened and like they've been asking and asking and like they haven't gotten that. And there's like a little bit of like, why, Lord, haven't you done this for me? Why is my relationship there? But there's one time when I t- look at people or talk to people and I see no jealousy on their face. And that's when they're walking out of mass or walking out of adoration. Because when you're in there, you're not like, Jesus, what the heck? Why are you praying with all these other people and not with me? No, 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 no. You're like, holy crap, I can't handle all this love, Jesus. Like, holy smoke, slow, like, slow down, slow down. Like, it's crazy. And so, like, his love for you is so overwhelming and deep. And so establishing that personal relationship with prayer, it's, it's just, it's, it's almost overwhelming the amount when he shows you his heart little by little. He takes it slow because I don't think we could handle it if we went all at once. Like, it's just, it's amazing. So I, I just love that you said that. But okay. Um, this is this is great. So um, let's, let's let's jump into this next question here off of femininity. Um, who is a role model woman in in your life, and how has she kind of shaped you into the the woman that you're trying to be? Yeah, that is a great question. Um, I have lots of really wonderful women. Who really, yeah, showed me what it is to be virtuous. Um. And to yeah, look after holiness, walk, run after holiness. Um, in particular, um, I have a couple friends, Aurelia, Carissa, and Cameron, and they walked with me at the beginning of college, and it was a beautiful time for all of us. I think Aurelia was a missionary at Iowa, and she was kind of leading the three of us, um, and we were kind of walking with each other kind of together in the same place um but I just see in them so many of the virtues of prudence and fortitude and gentleness and tenderness and temperance and just in each of them they live out their femininity in different ways but all of them are very beautiful Carissa is a wife and a mother she had a baby a few weeks ago and she is a just such a wonderful mother um, and Cameron and Aurelia are both missionaries with focus and are spiritual mothers to many, many women. Um, and just like seeing the fruit that that bears in their life is really beautiful. Mm. I love that. That's beautiful. I think it's really cool too that like we can draw so much inspiration from the people right next to us, right? Or like the people who um, maybe invest in us or you know, I've taken the time to get to know us. Um, you did mention some virtues there um, that I think were really interesting. And I guess, could you just dive in a little bit more on like what those virtues that you see in them are and maybe like why you think those are important to um, authentic femininity? Yeah, I think all of, I'm going to start by saying all of the virtues, yeah. very important to authentic femininity. Um, I think, for example, um, in Aurelia, she um, 
really demonstrates the virtues of fortitude um, in the ways that she calls women higher um, to like prayer and to the sacraments and to virtue. Um, and not from a place of like, I need you to be this way, to love you, but in a way of like, I really want freedom for you and I want you to know Christ. Um, and yeah, I think she exemplifies fortitude and charity and selfless love really well in that. Um, and I think Cameron uh, demonstrates gentleness very well um, in walking with women and just being like very tender to what they're bringing to the table. Um, very, All of them are very attentive, very good listeners. But I think Cameron in a particular way, I've just seen that work in in our relationship and in her relationships with others. And Carissa also demonstrates many virtues, but I think she's very good at the virtue of prudence, of um, self-control kind of in all aspects of knowing like when it's time to work, when it is time to rest um, and things like that. I, I'm really, I love this. And I'm going to, I'm going to ask another question, Dom. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> um, but you, I think you talk about a lot of really, really great um, things there that um, obviously I'm not a woman, but I could see that that would play like a very, very big role in like what, um, yeah, I mean, we talk about authentic femininity, like what you are called to be right by God. Right. Um, I was wondering if, Maybe, maybe, do you see a lot of like the opposite in the world today? Or I guess what would be the, the opposition to those virtues that um, you see in those women that, that, you, that inspire you? Um, if that makes sense. Like what, what, um, or maybe, I guess, what are some misconceptions that you see that may, that might lead some women away from like living out this um, authentic femininity that you talk about? Yeah, I think there are kind of two misconceptions. I think, right, like, if virtue is found in the middle, I think that there are, like, a there's a temptation on one side and a temptation on the other side. Mm -hmm. I think, first, the first one exists very much in the world. Um, this idea that, like, as a woman, like, the femininity and, like, what makes you a woman is not, like, particularly unique or helpful or necessary, like... Mm -hmm. Feminism is good, right? Equality between men and women, excellent. But there's like an important distinction between men and women and disregarding that I think does the world a disservice um, because women bring something special and unique to the table, just like men. And so I think on one side, it's like, what makes you a woman doesn't actually matter. And then I think on the other side, um, sometimes people tend to emphasize particular virtues but not all of them so like women are meant to be very humble and small and meek and quiet and like those are those are good things um like especially humility in our blessed mother right we see that that is the most crucial virtue but i think sometimes the way that it's presented makes women feel like who they are is not feminine that like because they might be bold or loud that they are not woman enough and that's a lie 
your personality is not an obstacle to Christ, but like something that he wants to encounter you with. He like gave you a unique personality for a reason. Um, and like we see that in the diversity of female saints. Um, yeah, I think those are the two misconceptions is like you must be small and quiet and dainty or you must be exactly like a man. And neither of those are true. I love that answer. Wow. Oh my gosh. I think you you um you spoke about this so eloquently on a very, very difficult topic that that is um controversial, um, especially today. I mean you spoke about it so eloquently. Um I think one thing that I, I really want to point out first is going back a couple um responses ago that you I think it was three responses ago, you said just talking about the virtues of womanhood and how they've borne fruit. Like and just being a woman and who you are and like the fruit that you that that is just that just flows from that is just amazing like you can talk about one of the, the easiest examples is just having children like like that is just it's just an incredible like what an amazing thing to, to, take, to part, take part in the perfection of the world is, is is helping god bring people into the world like what an amazing amazing gift like it's honestly incredible what an awesome way to bear fruit and, and what an incredible honor as well um, and I think the enemy in a lot of ways is afraid of that and dislikes that. So of course he would want to skew that and make, and make that seem like a handicap instead of a super amazing virtue and gift. Um, and it's just such an amazing thing. I think I, I love what you said about the, the blessed mother and, and she is, so in the Hail Mary, we say Hail Mary full of grace and like, and St. Therese of Lisieux talks about like in heaven, you have like your cup. And it's filled to the top with grace. And like, I think on earth, the Blessed Mother was filled. She was filled to the top with that grace. She had no original sin. And she was just in this union with the Lord. where She was just filled fully with grace. I just, I, it must have been so awesome to walk through the world without the concupiscence that comes from original sin. Like she must have been such a baller and like i i just there's <laughs> no other word besides that i just don't I, there probably is there's probably more technical word but she i just was it just is amazing and and i think regardless man woman um everybody's called to humility and just all the saints you'll read about any of the saints my favorite are some of the best female um authors uh saint Teresa of Lisieux or saint Teresa of avila to name a few um, but they all say the best of all the virtues is humility. And and it's not because we want to just beat ourselves down, but we want to open ourselves up so that the Lord can come in. And I think women in, in a lot of ways have this beautiful receptivity where they're um, naturally, I think, in a lot of ways, more inclined to be available um, to let the Lord in. And so I, what a gift, what a blessing to be able to learn from from you, Grace, and, to, and just from the women in my life to learn how to do that with the Lord. Just Just absolutely awesome. But okay, here we go. Let's keep on going. This is just so awesome. Okay, great. Um, so, so um, how do you approach living for living an authentically feminine life? I think mostly I pray every day and continue to try uh, to practice the virtues, in particular, to like everyday aspects for the grace for a particular virtue. So like right now, I'm asking for the graces of magnanimity and fortitude. Um, 
because I like can see that I need those in my life. Um, I, you are not familiar with the word magnanimity. It means greatness of soul or like to have like a huge, good, beautiful, big soul. Um, like, like a soul that's been to the gym a lot. And just like, <laughs> exactly. okay, okay. So the opposite of that is pusillanimity and it means like littleness of soul. And so magnanimity, I like want to, yeah, to like really grow, particularly in discipline and kind of like working out myself. <laughs> and, um, yeah, to like almost like radiate Christ to others. And then fortitude, just I am scared of almost everything. So I need a lot of fortitude. <laughs> <laughs> I, Grace, I don't know if you realize this, but I think everyone needs a little dose of fortitude. So if uh, you do get a, you know, a nice like shipment of fortitude, can you share some of that with us? Yeah. <laughs> I would appreciate it. Oh my goodness. I've never heard of mag magnum magnanimity. Magnanimity, yeah. Magnanimity. I'll spell it out for you. Magnanimity. <laughs> 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 love it. I'm not even going to try to say it again. Um, I've never heard of that before. I don't know why. Um, but it, it makes a lot of sense, right? Um, just what you said there about like radiating Christ and actually praying for those graces because um, – we just talked about the power of prayer and just the reality that, um, you know, asking you shall receive, knocking the door will be open to you. You know what I mean? Like the whole visual of, you know, you know, you and evil people, you know, like if your son asked for an egg, you wouldn't give him a scorpion and you don't, you know, you don't even, you aren't, you aren't even nearly a fraction as good as, you know, the, the goodness of God, right? Um, like we are just dust on the feet or on the soles of Jesus. That's how um, we, it was put to me, I think by Andrea um, Garcia, we had her on the show one time. It's just like, it's so true. If we know how to give good gifts, how much greater are the gifts that, that he gives? So we just have to, we have to ask and we have to trust and we have to ask faithfully and trust faithfully. Um, Beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. Um, let's keep it rolling because I, I love it whenever Grace answers questions. I'm going to be honest. Um, so what are like whenever you has first found out about like, OK, like I want I want to become an authentically feminine woman right to now. Um, like what have been the challenges, would you say? Like what have been like the the toughest things that you might have had to overcome or like face while while pursuing this? Yeah, that's a great question. I think some of the challenges, sin, of course, <laughs> still yeah. a challenge. Um, and I think the biggest one there is like selfishness and pride. Mm -hmm. um, right, because pride gets in the way of everything because <laughs> it's the worst. Um, and it, it tells me that like I don't need God. Um, and I can't be virtuous without him. So when pride gets in the way, everything is hopeless. Um, and then selfishness, uh, this turning inward. Um, again, like if I'm not looking at Christ, if I'm not looking at others, then I like I can't be any of the virtues that um, 
like our blessed mother had that any of the saints had and i can't like i think a huge part of authentic femininity is this openness and receptivity and if i'm looking at myself i can't be open to receiving anything else wow i i love that and um i think i would venture to say that's two those are two things that i think most people if not all people struggle with um christian or not is is learning how to be selfless and learning how to be humble uh thank god that we have a faith in which we can look at examples that of people that have been truly humble and truly virtuous and truly faithful and truly selfless i think yeah, uh, St. Therese of Lisieux, it's just uh, one of the, the requirements to become a saint is to forget yourself. That's so hard uh, when your body's sending your reminders and, and just uh, your pain that you might be experiencing, your emotional dis um, unrest, um, or just your hunger, or, or your basic needs, and, and to learn how to uh, um, obviously solve those um, when you need to, but also to 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 learn how to use the the discomfort as as an opportunity to um, work for somebody else, to give that up to, to the Lord, to give it up to the Blessed Mother, so that she may use that for her intentions, or do that for a lost friend, or some of soul in purgatory. Um, and so, so those are some of the small ways. But oh my gosh, Grace, I I'm praying for the exact same things and and, and trying to do that. So 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 praise God. So. Um, I would love to hear about in, in your efforts. Um, have you had it? Have you seen any fruits in in your attempts to kind of overcome the pride in your life and become more selfless? Yeah, I have seen fruits, um, which is just a testament to the grace of God. Um, he takes my little efforts and he supplies in abundance. Um, I think one of the one of the fruits in general is just like to become more myself, more fully myself. Um, and as I become more myself, um, I'm able to be more authentic, but also more receptive and vulnerable. Um, and that's where the Lord like really gets to work, right? When I am receptive and vulnerable and I've like opened the door to him, then he can come in and take over. Uh, and I'm able, I'm able to receive that love, right? Like, Saint Therese talks is, talks about like the overflowing of grace, and but if the if there's a lid, no nothing can get in. Um, and so yeah, just like my little efforts to open open the door, the Lord is able able to provide in abundance because He wants to give me everything. He wants to give me His whole self, um, and I think that that's where like we as women become most authentically feminine, is when we are receiving everything from him um and this is like true of everyone right in heaven like everyone has a spousal relationship with christ um but that mystical union is possible here on earth um like many of the saints have experienced this have discussed this Teresa of avila and john of the cross and catherine of siena as this like mystical marriage with christ um and I think that as women grow in authentic femininity and as men grow in authentic masculinity, we're able to receive more and like, hopefully, like experience that now. Wow. Oh my gosh. I, so receptivity, receptivity and vulnerability, um, like you just said, I think that's something that all of us can strive for. Um, and in fact, I was actually just talking to a friend of mine 
we're talking about um, love being vulnerable. Um, and it's so crazy how true it is. Cause if you're, if you're keeping your heart kind of boxed in a cage, um, you can say, Oh, I love someone as long as, you know, I'm, I'm not loving them to a point where it might hurt me. You know what I mean? Like if they turn their back on me, you know, then, then I won't be hurt. No, that's, that's safeguarding your heart. You're not actually loving it at the very end of the retreat. Um, the priest that was kind of preaching at this, at this retreat, he, he, talked about the image of the sacred heart right the sacred heart of jesus and he, he says this is not like a valentine's day you know like <laughs> you know box of sweethearts you know heart no 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 no. this is like a raw beating fleshy like dripping blood nails in it crown of thorns fire coming out of it like it's kind of intense if you think about it, a little cross at the top it's nuts um and he's like where is that heart is it inside his rib cage where it's protected and underneath all of his clothes? No, it's on the very outside. It's for us, but it can also be hurt. And he just asked us to kind of like reflect on that a little bit. Um, that's vulnerable. That's really vulnerable. And, uh, and the reality is, 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 I mean, our love is, you know, Jesus calls us to love like that as well. And, and I could imagine um, as a woman, that's that's very that's very key, right, um, to grow in that vulnerability, to grow in that receptivity. Um, you know, we, we just talked, you know, to Nick about the authentic masculinity and the, and the desire to, um, well, and even in the catechism in the year, we were talking about, um, or, you know, Father Mike was talking about how we view God as a father because he created outside of himself, right? that he like kind of projects forth into the world the, the motion of things right that if god were a mother that we'd actually like be kind of like inside god in a way you know which is an interesting concept to think about but like that's how we view the world as god like creating an outward movement and that's exactly how you know the men you know view it is an outward you know and, and the women kind of receiving that um, and obviously it's it's a mutual like giving of selves um, but even the way our bodies are created, I mean, I think kind of shows that kind of giving and receiving, uh, nature. So beautiful, beautiful stuff. Um, let's kind of wrap it all up and, and kind of try to tie it up here. So if you could like kind of sum up what we've talked about and maybe some of your own thoughts in regards to like, what would you like if, for, for, um, a woman listening to this? Like, what advice would you tell them as they kind of strive for authentic femininity? And maybe what is like one takeaway for the guys, um, what they can learn from from all of this too? Yeah, I think for the women, we've been hinting at it the whole time. But just to go to Mary, um, she's a perfect example of what it means to be a woman. And she is most perfectly a woman, like, because she has not sinned. She's most perfectly woman. Um and she understands our hearts um, so well. She, yeah, she just, because she knows what it means to be a woman, I think, like, right, you describe, like, femininity is kind of this, like, nurturing, this, like, inwardness. Um, and I think that there's a real mystery to that. But Mary understands that in a very unique way. Um, and all she wants is to bring you to Christ, right? That's that's her whole thing. And if Mary is like 
seems kind of off in the distance or like maybe you can't relate to her i just like want to invite you in a particular way to pray with mary at the wedding feast of cana um when she um, goes to her son to intercede for the couple and she she tells the servants like listen to him and they do they fill the jars up to the brim and then an actual miracle happens um and that's what Mary wants to do for you. She doesn't just want to do it for that couple at that wedding, but she wants to do it for you in your own life. Yeah. Um, and if you're really trying to enter into the spirit of Lent, you can also pray with her at the foot of the cross um, as she becomes your mother when Jesus gives John to her. Um, and lastly, for the women, um, just know that you have so much dignity in the church. Um, Pope Paul, Pope St. Paul VI, so that women imbued with the spirit of the gospel can do so much to aid humanity and not falling. So just like know that the church needs you to be a saint uh, and that I need you to be a saint. Wow. What? Whoa. You, you raise human going. Do you have more? Please. I just have something for the men. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, of course. We oh, haven't gotten to the men yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also for the men to look to Mary, but like, to, in supporting women, we need you um, to be willing to lay down your life for the church like Christ did. Um, because in doing that, you give women the freedom to be authentically themselves. Um, when you become a saint, it like shows, it one, it provides an example, but two, it like fosters um, an environment and freedom for women to be who they were meant to be. Um, and also just try to look to the women in your life um, who are striving for virtue um, because they can teach you a lot. I know like Don and Nathan have both hinted at this um, of how to be receptive because as baptized members of Christ's body, we are all baptized into the son and Jesus is receiving everything from the father. So if receptivity is hard for you um, to look to the women in your life, they can teach you a lot about how to be receptive and to receive fathers. Wow. I I love it. Oh, Grace. I okay. Um I'm gonna try really hard to not make this recap longer than than your um than your response because I just want to dive into every every word. Um but first just really quick, I'll I'll jump really fast because you have to go to work at really quick early in the morning. First thing is yeah, listening. I I I hear Sarah pray and I'm like how the heck did you get that? Like, what? Like, you prayed for like two seconds, you had the perfect thing to say to me. Like, why? Like, ow. and and so she she listens so very well. And so learning how to be receptive, like Sarah. And I think one of the things was just like having that, like, like when she would go see Jesus, she'd be like, I just had this great day, got some coffee, or adoration was open, walked in, you know, I just like opened my heart to him. I'm like, what? Like, that's awesome. And so, so, so like, um, just, just treating Jesus as just, just unloading all your burdens. And not only that, but it's also just, just talking about your day with him. Um, just, just treating him like a friend and from an area of rest and, and fellowship and love um, and, and, and espousal. Um, it's just really, really powerful. And so, yeah, so I would recommend doing that. And then, yeah, guys, look to your, look to the women in your life to learn how to be receptive um, to Jesus. Uh, yeah, it's, it's so, so powerful. I think the other, the other thing that I'll say really fast is 
about what you said concerning the power of women um, and, and the impact they have. Um, Fulton Sheen, Bishop Fulton Sheen, Sheen says, you look at a society, um, the success of a society can be traced to the success of its women or the virtue of its women. And I, I think that there's, there's, he's, he's, he goes on to talk about how, like, if you're not um, loyal to your family, if you're not loyal to the people in your family, especially to the women in your family, how can you expect to be loyal to your country or to your occupation or, or to, to your, you know, to other things in your life that are so important. And so I think um, just, just women in a special way lay, lay this foundation, this groundwork for, um, just just virtue uh, especially in the family and and also in um in the, in the in the vocation of religious life even the other day i was like oh, we need to get sisters at saint paul's because they were here for a week and i've i've seen fruits like abound astronomically and so so pray for an increase in vocations there because it changes lives um but but yeah so i i think just just the power um of 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 a virtuous relationship um, in which you can be led by a woman um, uh, just, just towards the foot of the cross. It's just so, so beautiful. And so I, I'll pray for an increase in vocations and just um, just the receptivity there. It's just so powerful. So thank you so much, Grace. Um, yeah, that, that is a beautiful response. I, I don't know if we have any more time for questions, but Nate, um, you will know what to do because you usually always do. So please, brother, close for us. <laughs> Just a couple super quick thoughts here. Um, number one, thank you, Grace, for joining us this evening. It's been a blessing getting to hear your thoughts, getting to hear um, your experiences with this um, pursuit of something that's truly holy and truly um, inspiring for both Dom and I, but I'm sure also for all of the women and all of our listeners uh, listening. So um, just thank you. And I literally, I was as you were sharing that, I, I in my mind I was like I can't believe Dom and I get to do this every weekend like getting to hear your story getting to hear like I just I just had that real like I'm so just blessed that we get to hear these stories so um praise God for that the uh, other two quick things just to kind of um build on what Dom just said was first of all I loved what you just said there about go to Mary um I literally wrote it on my notepad and I like held it up to the screen so I was so excited whenever Grace said that go to Mary uh, I was actually just talking to Kobe recently had on the show um in the past and he said he tells his guys every every day you know <laughs> did you did you call mom today um, like did you pray your rosary did you call mom today um, like I think that's a level of relationship that we we should all strive for um, with our heavenly mother um, and just to realize how how close she is to us at all times how she protects us how she she guides us closer to jesus um, i mean it's it's remarkable the more you learn about her and uh, yeah just her goodness and Man, you just kind of fall in love with her. So yeah, just seriously, if you yeah, if you don't have a relationship or don't know where to start, just start doing some research, read True Devotion, uh, do a consecration, uh, but pray the Rosary every day. It will change your life. Um, the other thing too, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last podcast, but I, I'll go to my grave saying this is that nothing changes a heart of a man quite like a woman on fire for Jesus. Um, I and I, I I see Dom shaking his head. I think he's experienced something very similar to this as well. Um, there's something in a man that sees a woman in love with Christ and wants to become better. Um, 
So if, you know, there's a woman out there listening to this that doesn't think it's worth it or whatever, I, I can tell you right now that you will change the hearts of everyone you touch. Um, whenever you, um, yeah, whenever you fall in love with Jesus and whenever you start pursuing this, because I see the beauty in it. I know Dom, you see the beauty in it and, and grace. Um, we see that beauty in you as well. So, um, last quick note here is what's next in your faith life, Grace? Like, where do you want to go next? That is a great question, which I've been saying after every question. (laughs) (laughs) You just ask great questions. Um, Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what's next. Um, Yeah, I just um, want to do whatever he wants. Um, want to listen um, to Mary at the wedding so can to do whatever he tells me um, yeah I'm excited for whatever is next I I trust that it will be better than I can imagine um, but please pray for me and my discernment uh, particularly for the graces of magnanimity and fortitude for whatever comes next you got it. Are you kidding me? Um, wow. Yes. Uh, I, I love this surrender to the Lord. Great things are going to come for you, Grace. And I can tell um, how receptive you are to the Lord and how much you love him. Um, he, will, he, he will have no problem leading you down the right path. So so praise God. We'll be praying for you. Um, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. You, you will be great. Um, yeah. Blessed Mother is going to lead you to the right place. Um, and yeah, I, I just... I, I'm so excited. After every podcast, I get excited to do something. Uh, I'm so excited to read. I'm just reflecting more on Mary's life and, and, and her experiences at the foot of Jesus' cross throughout her life. Even when something good happens to me now, I'm just like, like good job, Don. Like, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God the Savior. Like, like it's just like, it's just like, it's just like all the magnifies the Lord. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the canical, man. And so, and so she, oh, she is yeah. the epitome of, like, the, she is the perfect, it. yeah, the, the, like the, the pinnacle of humanity um, that's 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 human and, and not divine and human is, is Mary. So, so she is so much to repl- replicate. So, so thank you so much for paying so much tribute to her because it's so important. And thank you so much for being on the podcast. That was an awesome episode. You did great. Thank you. Yeah, this was a gift. I... Even like thinking about the questions was such a gift in my life. So I'm grateful to be here. It was our honor. It was our privilege. Honestly, seriously, Grace, thank you for joining us. I know we kept you up kind of late this evening um, before you got to work tomorrow. So we'll be praying for you um, as you help out with this go live, as you pray for magnanimity and all of the other virtues with um, receptivity, vulnerability, fortitude, courage. Um, all of them. So just thank you for joining us this evening. Thank you for sharing your experiences and thank you to the listeners um, for sticking with us this long. If you did, Um, we're just so blessed um, that you've joined us and that you're also walking uh, and want to know more about Jesus and want to love him more. So um, yeah, let's close in a prayer. Shall we guys? Let's do it. In the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit. Amen. Come Holy spirit. Teach us how to pray. Hi, Jesus. Um, We just want to say thank you um, for everything. Um, 
for the gift of this life, for the gift of this moment, for the gift of this conversation, uh, for the gift of women. Uh, Lord Jesus, you've created us so perfectly, male and female. Um, and especially in women, we see your handiwork, the beauty of your creation. Lord Jesus, we just want to pray for the women in the world today, um, that they may find you, that they may seek you, uh, that they may strive to know you, um, and that we as men um, may help them along that journey, may lay down our lives um, to guide them to you. Lord Jesus, we know this is not an easy journey. Uh, this is not an easy task that you call us to. Um, but we know that you're with us every step of the way. Um, so every step of the way, help us to fall more deeply and more madly in love with you as, as deeply and madly in love as you are with us. And so, Lord God, we pray for all the virtues um, that we can handle um, in our tiny, small human hearts, um, all of the courage, all the fortitude. Help us to be receptive, to um, to grow in prudence, um, and especially magnanimity. Magnanimity. Um and Lord Jesus, help us to grow closer to your mom, that we may in turn grow closer to you. Mother Mary, we just we give this prayer to you. St. Joseph, terror of demons. Pray for us. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.